we are quickly approaching episode 100 of this podcast. That went by quick. It's been a lot of fun. I've been enjoying it. The best part of this podcast is being able to help you, being able to help tile contractors. I love it. I love being able to strengthen this industry from the ground up. And I would love to hear from you. I've got a a voicemail number you can call in. If you would like to be part of episode 100, call in and leave me a voicemail. Feel free to talk about whatever you want. Um, Talk about your favorite episode, your favorite quote. Ask me a question you would like me to answer on that episode or just call in to say hi. You know, I would love to hear from as many of you as possible. Sincerely, I really would. Uh, 440-299-7601. And I'll throw that phone number up in the show notes. So don't go off the, fo- the off the road driving if you're driving. To celebrate this episode, 100th episode, I'm hosting a raffle. All my partners uh, are, are, are pitching in and we're going to have some great prizes that we're going to give away during coverings this year in April 2020. So if you want to get a raffle ticket, head over to tilemoney.com. And if you want to buy a t-shirt, get a raffle ticket, buy a hat, you can do it all there. Check out the link in the show notes. Hello, Tile friends. Welcome back to another episode of Tile Money. This is the podcast where we discuss the business of being a tile contractor. My name is Luke Miller, and I have been on a mission with this podcast and everything I'm doing to help tile contractors like yourself. I want to help you uh, grow your business, be profitable, be sustainable. I want you to be proud of your business, and I want it to last for generations. And I want to thank you right now for letting me know that this podcast is helping you do that. And thank you for having conversations in our group and everything. Today's episode is sponsored by Crossville. Crossville is America's leading manufacturer and provider of tile. A lot of their products are right, are made right here on home territory in America. A lot of their products, you know, are, are leading the way. And what I mean by that is, is they're making a lot of these gauge porcelain tile panels. They're not only doing that. But they're donating their time and energy with Noah Chitty uh, sitting on on the discussion and helping to craft some of this uh, standards and procedures for installing the GPTP. And so if you're looking for a, a, a tile manufacturer who you can be comfortable with and who continues con- to consistently produce high quality, easy to work with tile, I highly suggest that you check out Crossville. If you've never worked with their products, check them out, go on their website, see what they can do for you. And and together you can do great things. I I guarantee it. All right. So we've got another great episode today. In today's episode, we are going to hear from an author. And I I listened to his book on on the airplane ride to Las Vegas last month. Uh, His name is Alan Langer, and he wrote this book called The Seven Secrets to Selling More by selling less. So nobody likes to be sold to. And that's one of the things that we talk about. And so how can you sell less and actually end up uh, selling more in the in the long run? So we're going to hear some unique challenges. Alan talks about some unique challenges that we face as contractors and as salespeople, because that's what we are, right? Uh, we're going to discuss some techniques to pricing your work and presenting your proposals when it does come time to present them to the potential client. So I asked Alan why he wrote his book and what it's all about. And here's what he said. Check it out. I've been in sales now for basically 25, 26 years. And, and what I always ran into, and everybody runs into it, every salesperson runs into it, is the resistance from the buyer. 
because the buyer um, doesn't want to talk to a salesperson. Yeah. And what I did was when I had the idea of the book in my head, what really got me going on it was, and, and this is in the first chapter, um, I started asking people as I, I was sitting in a coffee shop and I said, hey, can I ask you a question? Uh, do you like meeting with or talking with a salesperson? Right. And I started keeping track. And I stopped at, I think, 261, 251 people because every single one of them said no. I never got a yes. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, you know, let me, I, I knew a lot of colleagues in the in-home selling business. And I said, let me ask all these guys, these salespeople, you, you know, when you're not selling, when you have to buy something, you like meeting with a salesperson. 68, all no. So I'm like, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody has to buy something from somebody, but nobody wants to meet with a salesperson. So then I started thinking about why is that? And it goes back to, you know, uh, the, the whole sales industry uh, was always about, you know, getting one over on the customer. It was always about, you know, trying to sell something that someone didn't want or their high pressure, all that stuff. And that became the perception of the salesperson. And it still is today, even though you've got the internet, uh, people that, you know, I think that's one of the, one of the reasons why sales on the internet is actually, um, has actually exploded since it's been on because you don't have to deal with a human being. You right. can just pick what you want. Yeah. And so the, 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 the salesman has to realize a salesperson today has to realize that nobody wants to meet with them. Even if they need their product, they still don't want to meet with you to yeah. deal with it. So you have to overcome that and you have to become the salesperson that someone wants to, wants to talk to. And that's what my book's about. All right. So Alan saw a problem in the industry. No one likes to be sold to. No one seems to want to deal with a salesperson. Even when we're going to buy something that we want and need, oftentimes we will do our best to avoid dealing with a salesperson. We just don't want to do it. But as business owners, as contractors, we have to learn to sell ourselves. There's just no way around it. And that's why Alan wrote his book. See, because it's not being about uh, it's not about being a slick salesperson with, with slick techniques. It's more about helping others get what they want. So I wanted to dive a little deeper and I asked Alan what unique challenges that we face as tile contractors, as contractors, because that's his background as well, not tile industry specific, but a contractor industry. So when we go to sell our service, uh, what challenges do we have? And here's what he said. This is a, a, a timely interview because yesterday I have a client in, in central Pennsylvania. He's a roofing contractor. Okay. And he hired me to do um, help with his marketing and also to clarify his messages. And, and he just, he's just like, I need more sales. He goes, I'm just, you know, I'm very, very, you know, uh, average in my sales. So, um, and we talked about this. I said, you know, basically, I say, well, what do you do when you go to the house? When, when, what, what do you do with the person? And he just showed basically what he does. And I'm like, you're like every other roofer that that person sees. Right. So, what a you have to realize what a customer is expecting when you walk in the house. So, so for I would say for any kind of contractor, tile, roof, windows, they're expecting one of two things. They're expecting the sales guy to come in and do his old dog and pony show salesperson thing, which they don't want to hear, or they're expecting the guy with his, you know, pants falling down with muddy boots coming in and leaving a business card with, with a quote on the back of it. So those are the two biggest fears from a homeowner when they're hiring a, a, an independent contractor to do work. So you have to be the opposite of both. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you're the opposite of both, you just elevate yourself way above everyone else that they're seeing. Now, there may be another one of you or another company that might be doing that, but now it's just between you and him rather than you and the 10 of the people that they're thinking of doing. Because yeah. as soon as they see the professional contractor, that's a sigh of relief. 
as soon as they see you're not going to give them a sales pitch, that's another sigh of relief. Now it just comes down to, wow, I really like this guy. Let's figure out how we can get this done from a pricing standpoint. Right. I love it. You know, it's, it's funny, both of those, you know, um, descriptions, you know, the contractor that comes in and, and is polished, you know, maybe he's wearing a suit and tie and he's, he's really pitching them hard. And then the, the complete opposite, the guy who's coming, you know, at six o'clock at night on his way home from work. Right. Neither of those are good experiences for, for either, no. for either party. Right. <laughs> and, and, and what happens is, People live with stuff that they need to fix because they're afraid to actually have that experience. Yeah, I, I'll tell you a quick story. I, I and I, and I think I put the story in the book if I remember. I, w- I went on a ride along with a rep, and he he was you know I, I was he was a young rep and he just went through the sales training and he was doing the whole sales pitch and and the people were very nice and and uh, gregorious and they were just you know um, really receptive. They needed they needed windows. It was a window appointment. And he just screwed it up. He just kept doing the sales pitch rather than reading them. Yeah. And at the end, and I just kept my mouth shut because I didn't want to interfere. I just wanted to see how he was going to handle what they were doing. And they finally, the guy got so upset with him, he, he left the table. He's like, I'm done. Please leave my house. And he walked out of the room. So we left. Now, the, the windows were, when I'm saying they were in bad shape, they were in bad shape. Yeah. I drove by that house three years later, and they still hadn't replaced their windows. Yeah. And that's because they had such a terrible experience with this rep that they were afraid to have someone else in. So they lived with these windows for an additional three years. That to me is like such a disservice to a human being. Like, why would you do that to somebody uh, just because you want to make a buck? It really, that's the other thing is like, this is not about, it's about helping people and giving them what they want and making them happy Uh, uh, much more than, you know, making money. Making money is is the byproduct of that. But if you're not, if you're not doing this for the right reason, um, then do something else because yeah. that, that, that to me was a shame that, that these people were so upset about the, the, the experience that they didn't never change their windows. All right. So obviously a bad sales experience with a bad salesperson can ruin somebody and have such a negative effect on them that they don't ever want to buy again. Now, I don't believe that any of you out there are doing that to your potential clients. From what I gather, uh, most of us, including myself, we fall into that first category And that's the category of not having a plan, not having a presentation. We show up in our muddy boots or whatever, a thin set all of our pants, and we wing it. And that's also not a great experience for our potential clients to have. That's also not something that necessarily is going to work in our favor. Sometimes we think it is, but it doesn't. All right, now we've got some Tile Money news. And today's Tile Money news is sponsored by the NTCA. I wanna tell you about something that I've been working on. I've been working on a business course and very soon I'm gonna release this course and you can sign up for the beta version at an extreme discount. So go over to tilemoney.com and sign up for that. But this course is going to be a series of videos along with some PDFs and and some homework I'm gonna give you and I'm gonna walk you through and help you to change your business in a short amount of time. There will be a private group on the back end of that course where uh, you and everybody else that's taking that course will be able to discuss it with myself and we'll be able to uh, together change your business. You're gonna be having deeper discussions with uh, growth mindset business owners. So if, and by the way, if you're not on Facebook, you don't wanna get on Facebook, we're gonna have a group for you as well that all you need is your phone 
um, and the internet. So this is gonna be something that will dive deeper, I feel like, than I've been able to do even on this podcast, even in, in, the, in the group. So if you're interested in that, um, sign up for, for the waiting list because as soon as that releases here, very shortly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a massive discount for one week only after the launch for all of you early adapters. And I'm looking forward, I truly am looking forward to helping you out on a deeper level. I wanna see your businesses thrive. I love what we have been doing with this podcast and I love the discussions we're having inside our Facebook group, but it's a large group. Uh, oftentimes people want to dive deeper and feel a little bit more personal with only a few hundred. So that's what I'm looking to create. And if you're looking for something like that, this is for you. All right, back to this interview with Alan. I asked Alan next if he had any tips for pricing our work and presenting it. Uh, to the to the potential client, right? So check out what he said. I know you're going to like this. This is something that, uh, especially in the uh, home improvement world, that nobody really does, and it's such a powerful thing, pricing, because um, you know, I, I'm just assuming. Let's say you go into a house, you measure, you measure what they want to do, you pick, they pick their tile, and you write down, okay, labor materials. This is the price. Boom. Yeah. So so at that point. Their only choice is to hire you or not based on the price. You don't want a customer to have that, that small amount of choices because now if you presented something that the other guy presented and he's $300 less and everything is, is the same, he, he's obviously going to get the job. So now they're just they're basing their decision on the price. So obviously you have to build the value behind your price and that's, and that's by becoming not be, not being the salesperson, not being the, the you know the pickup truck guy that, that's doing it. So you're going to build the value behind the price, but you want to give people a choice of what they're looking at. So for example, I did this with the roofing guy yesterday. Let's say you you measured a bathroom for tile, and the bathroom came out to five thousand dollars. But if there's a less expensive tile that they could choose, and I, I don't know I don't know nothing about the tile sure. world as far as pricing, but I'm I'm assuming yeah. there's different levels of pricing of tile, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's options, you know, it, it even goes as far, you know, as far as what's less labor, you know, so there are options and, yeah. and then so options you need with to, the actual tile. Yeah. Perfect. So what you want to do is you want to give the customer, you want to give the homeowner some choices in case the price is, is not as comfortable. You want to give them a lesser choice, mm-hmm. but it's got to be a choice that they understand is less. Like it's, it's, you know, bigger tile, so it's less labor or right. it's just basic it's tile. Yeah. And then you, right. And then you kind of do the one that they design, that the one they really want. That's yeah. the price. And then you come up with something that if you want to do this, uh, I can add a little trim here, whatever that, and that's going to be this price. Nice. They have to have three prices. Okay. Okay. You kind of want to gear them toward the middle price. But sometimes yeah. if you feel that the, the, the higher price is actually in their best interest. Like if they're trying to save 500 bucks and not be thousand percent happy with it. Yeah. You try to, you try to get that price as the one that they pick. But the, the concept is now they have three prices in front of them. No one else has done this. Yeah. Trust me. No one, no other tile contract is giving them three right. prices. All the prices should end at nine, hmm. you know, thousand and Um, they should end at nine. And now instead of choosing whether or not to hire you, they're choosing what package to buy from you. Right. 
So it's, it's, a, it's a different psychological approach because everything, all that value that you built is taking them to that point. And now they're feeling good because, right, you know what? This is the one I really want. It's $2,099. Um, you know, this is the cheaper option. It's, it's, it's $500 less. But wow, this one with the nice trim is only, is only $400 more. Now they'll talk to each other, the husband and the wife, you know, what should we do rather than, all right, let me get back to you. I'm going to think about this. Right now they're thinking about what they want. And then they're going to come up with that choice and say, you know what, let's go with option number two. I really like that. Yeah. That's, so that's what I mean about, you know, you should end all your prices in a nine because the nine psychologically, and, and actually they don't know why this is yet, but the number nine feels more comfortable in, in a human brain than a zero. Wow. So, so obviously if, if you have $5,000 and then the price below it is 4999 even though yeah. it's a dollar, it, that price looks so much better. Yeah. Um, so price everything that ends, ends in a nine. Um, it, go ahead. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, just when you said it, it sounds better to me, you know? Yeah, it even sounds better. Right, exactly. Um, so, th so the nine is important, but the choices, the, the three choices are so key because, um, again, you go from should I hire this guy to what should I buy from this guy? Right. That's a, that's a huge, huge difference. Yeah. And that's, that's a great, you know, like mindset shift that you can, you know, you can actually get them to start thinking that way right away when they look at the price. Oh, I have to choose, you know, now I, now I have to choose which option. Instead yeah, of, like or, or wow, I have some options. This is nice. I have some options. Yeah, this feels yeah. good. You know, I, I, yeah. I feel like he's working with me here. You know, exactly. And then and then you may get into you know um, you know if you're all independent guys, I'm sure you can negotiate. So they may say, you know, can you do the higher option for two hundred dollars less or something? And then that that'd be up to you. But once yeah. they start to negotiate, uh, unless you really screw it up from there, you got it. You got to sell. Yeah, you could probably walk away with a with a deposit check. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. That that's some great that's some great helpful information. Thanks, you know, for sharing that. I really do encourage my my listeners to take that advice and and put it into action right away. I mean, you know, uh, why wouldn't you? You know, <laughs> right. And 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 here's the other thing is, and I was again going back to the roofing guy because this was yesterday. But you know, they were just writing their their proposal on a on a what do you call it? Uh, the stuff the carbon copy contract that's what they were doing i'm like this is what everybody else does this right. doesn't separate you i said Go, just get a word document put it on an ipad yeah and just and then present that bring a little buy a little 70 dollar portable printer yeah bring it in the house no one else is doing that yeah. type your three different options on the, on the word document print it leave them in the sheet of paper and now they have something to choose with and 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 it's important when you present the pricing to present it with a piece of paper so they can actually hold it and look at it. You can do it on the iPad. Um, but I, I, I prefer to have it on a piece of paper. It just feels more real to me. Yeah. That's just my personal preference, but move your stuff, move whatever you're showing, get rid of the three ring binder, put everything on your iPad. Okay. An iPad, you know, invest in an iPad, show everything, show how you're measuring, show all, you can show pictures of the tiles before yeah. and after all of that stuff should be on your iPad and not in, no longer in a three ring binder that those yeah. are the, those are the old days. Yeah. It's slick. It's modern. Um, again, yep. you have multiple options. You can show pictures. If you had internet, you can, you know, answer a question about a tram style or, you know, I mean, you can yes. do all kinds of stuff with an iPad. Yeah. So that's, that's a great idea. And, 
Um, do you recommend people give prices like right in person rather than going home and emailing it off? Uh, I always go off of the premise that uh, it's a one call close. Okay. For me. Yeah. All right. I love this tip. Uh, so present your potential clients with three different pricing options. I really agree with this. And this is something I'm really going to be stressing from now on out. Give them options because when you give them options, it's a mindset shift that they're going to have that all of a sudden they're not going to be thinking about the other contractors because they're thinking about which option they want to buy from you, the professional that gave them options. Alan also mentioned something in there. Maybe you caught it. The one call close he recommended. I think that this would be a great goal to have um, instead of you know emailing back and forth and and waiting playing the waiting game try your best to close something uh one time this should be very doable if you're focused on the remodel world work and which is the type of work that i really recommend for the highest profit percentage if you're focused on builder work it's a whole nother game they're going to heavily base their decision off of competitive prices so Anyways, I thought that would be a good goal to close a job with one sitting or one sales pitch. All right, we've got another tile money tip and this tile money tip is sponsored by Latercrete. This is another clip from uh, back in September, the tile money event that we had where Ron Nash taught that class. And I want you if, you, if you missed it, be on the lookout this summer of 2020, we're gonna have our first ever two day event. So this is really exciting. I'm going to add uh, multiple speakers. We're going to have a lot of fun there. But check out this clip where Ron talks about what a BATNA is. Anybody ever heard the term BATNA? BATNA stands, it's an acronym, stands for Best Alternative to a Negotiated Agreement. I'm going to illustrate it right now for you. We're buying a truck, okay? Um, I have a person that actually buys vehicles for me. And it's great. I tell him how much I want to buy, how much, or what vehicle I want to buy. He starts shopping for me. He gets down to three options. When I get those three options, he arranges a meeting with the sales people. I show up with cash money in envelopes. It's hilarious. People have never seen this before. They don't even know how to react to it. And I'm going to tell you how I did it. When I was 16 years old, my father, I worked for my father, general contractor. He, I remember like it was yesterday. We were at a job site. He pulls up. He says, hey, get in the truck. You're going to go buy a truck. I'm like, oh, cool. All right, awesome. On the way there, he says, okay, I'm going to front you a loan. My dad's an asshole. You guys are going to love this. You're going to love this scheme. He says, uh, interest rates are... 8% right now, and uh, the way I look at it is you're, you don't have any credit, so I'm going to charge a 10% interest rate, and uh, your mom's going to take it out of your paycheck. How's that sound? I'm like, truck today? Done. I get a truck today, I'm good. So we go to the thing, I buy a Chevy Silverado. Back in the day, see this thing was the, it was the best thing I ever saw in my life back in the day because that was a cool truck back then. Now I don't know. But anyway, it was a Chevy Silverado. It was actually a piece of crap, <laughs> total lemon, but, but beside the point. So he goes, he plunks down cash, and it's the first time I ever saw, saw anybody do this. He said, look, um, my son wants that truck. 
I got money in my pocket right now. I'll literally hand you the money. You won $10,000 for that truck. I got $8,000 in my pocket. I can give you the cash right now and we'll get in that truck and drive off or we'll go to the lot next door and they will definitely take my money. Guess what happened? Guy went around, I remember a pegboard, he pulled the keys off the pegboard, threw them to my dad, we were done. Right? Couple bits of power there. Cash in hand is king, it, it is back then, and guess what it is today too. It's still powerful. But secondly, he had, an, he had a bad night. He knew these people, he, he had bought trucks from both of them for the business. He, the, the, guy, the salesman who sold me that truck knew that my dad was not full of crap. He was going to go right across the street and he would buy that truck. It wasn't a bluff. He knew it. That's called a BATNA, best alternative to a negotiated agreement. That means that if things break down in this negotiation, I have options. This is why customers who are savvy get three bids. Three is the magic number, by the way. If anybody's, if you're working with people and they're getting five, six, seven bids, they're wasting their time after three. By the way, that's the same for y'all. If, if you guys are buying anything, anything after three statistically is a waste of time. Okay? Um, and I wouldn't even go, it, it all depends. It all depends. Anyway, so best alternative to a negotiated agreement. Perceived power is no different than real power. And that's really what this is working on. Through history and the time, time that these people spent with my father negotiating trucks for the company, they knew he wasn't bluffing and they knew it was a serious thing, right? So they perceived his power as real power because it was, he, 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 he does things. I will tell you that people also bluff badness. They really do. They say things that you might have heard before. Has anybody ever heard this on a contract? Or, I'm sorry, you don't do contracts. Um, in a price negotiation where the guy would say, hey, look, I got another contractor that will do it for $2,000 or whatever. Anybody ever had that happen to him? What are they projecting on you? Yeah, they're, they're saying, hey, I got options. I got options. So that is an effort to commoditize your work, right? Now we can talk about strategies to, to uh, counter tactics to that, and we will after the break, uh, we will. But the point is, is that you have to have badness as well. So let's consider this for a second. What is your badness? Anybody in here got multiple jobs stacked up on one another? All right, can you project that in a soft way to a customer? In a presentation? How? Let me check my schedule. Yeah, hey, you know what? I just, out of the gate, I think I can get you into these numbers that you want to make this decision by Friday, but I just want you to know our calendar is filling up. Our calendar is filling up is a projected bat now. All right? And our calendar is filling up is actually quite a powerful, soft way to get a, a customer who's on the fence to walk towards closing, all right? By the way, all of these things I'm gonna tell you today have a hard angle to them and a way that you can take the edge off of it. My suggestion is that you always take the edge off of it, okay? Because I can make all of these pressure tactics really hard sounding 
And I don't suggest you do that because it's damaging to relationships. And I don't want you to damage relationships. If anything, I want you to leave here understanding how you can make your customer have the smoothest relationship with you as possible. All right. I love Ron's stories as I know you are enjoying them as well. Uh, what a great lesson that his dad taught him. And that, that was on multiple levels. If, if you think about it, that story he told about his dad buying that truck, he learned multiple le lessons that day that have no doubt helped him throughout the years. But did you catch what a BATNA is? The best alternative to a negotiated agreement, BATNA. So the example that Ron gave for us to use is uh, we could say something as simple as our calendar is filling up. And I know that this is true for so many of you. Some of you are booked out a year in advance. So I challenge you to come up with another BATNA that you can use in your business. And I would love to hear from you on this. Post it on Instagram or, or inside our Facebook group. Tag me, tag Ron, and, and make sure you say, this is my BATNA that I've came up with. Let us know. Um, and after we get a handful of these, I'm going to, I'll tell you what, I'm going to pick one, I'll probably converse with Ron and we're going to pick the best one that we like and I'm going to send you a t-shirt. So tag us, come up with your own BATNAs and listen, I truly hope you've benefited from this episode. Alan delivers a lot more value. There's there's more to this episode, that interview. I'm going to post the rest of that interview in the month of August when August theme is all about sales. For the whole month, we're going to talk about sales. But for, no, for now, if you want to learn more, go check out Alan's website, alanlanger.com, and I'll have the link in the show notes again. Send him an email. Alan gave us a gift here, friends. Send him an email, and, and the first two of you who email him, mention that you heard him on, on my podcast, the Tile Money Podcast. The first two of you will receive a free book. So, so alan at alanlanger.com. I'll have the email address in the show notes as well, but send him an email. Tell him that you appreciated his interview and he'll send you a free book. How cool is that? So I truly hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I hope I've given you something to think about, something that you can apply in your business today. And next week's episode, next month is all about employees. And so next week I interviewed Dan Welch and Dan delivered a lot of value. Dan has about 60 employees. So you can imagine that he knows a lot about this topic and he shares a lot of valuable information when it comes to hiring employees, training employees, retaining employees. Uh, we really dove deep on, on several, on these subjects. And I want, I'm looking forward to having you listen because I know this is a pain point right now for a lot of you. So if you're enjoying this podcast, if you enjoy Tile Money, please consider leaving me a five-star review. You can head over to ratethispodcast.com slash Tile Money or follow the link inside the show notes. All right, Tile friends, I urge you, I urge you, stay profitable out there. <laughs>